Welcome. My name is Jesse and you are listening to The Wake Up Call. This show is about opening your eyes to how you've been living, bringing awareness to the standard you've been operating at, and helping you start living to your full potential. There are two ways I'll help you do this. One, by disciplining your mind, and two, by strengthening your body. It's time to take stock of your current performance and go to the next level. Let's do this. I hope you guys enjoy a good laugh because today's episode, I am going to break down and destroy every single excuse you have ever made to yourself about why you can't exercise or do what you need to do to get the results that you want. Now, I have heard a ton of excuses, probably more than you can actually think about. Um, And some of them have been really funny and some of them have been really fucking lame. Now I'm going to go through these one at a time, and I'm going to I'm going to enjoy breaking these down, and hopefully get you to think about your own excuses and perhaps how lame they really are. So number one, I don't have enough time. I wanted to start with this because we've all said it. I've said it. You've said it. Sally said it. Gerald said it, and of course Harold has said it as well. I don't have enough time, and you can you can insert any high priority activity task or behavior that it is that you need to do but you just don't have the time to do let me explain something to you we all have the same 24 hours and i've said it before and i'll continue to say it till the day i die we all have the same 24 hours you picked something with your 24 hours you are there is never a time when you are doing nothing even if you are sitting down you are choosing to sit down and do something So I want you to evaluate critically how you spend your days. Like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Actually go through your calendar and your agenda with a fine tooth comb and figure out what you do. If you are consistently repeating to yourself, I do not have time to exercise, for example. Yet you are watching three movies, four TV series, 16 hours of YouTube videos, cat memes, and scrolling social media for three hours. You're, you're fucking lying to yourself. You do have time. All you did was pick something else. All right? So you do have time. You just need to decide what you are spending your time on. So time is the great equalizer. This is what will determine where you end up in life, what your body looks like, what your body feels like, and what you actually accomplish with your life. If you are not getting the tasks you need done, you need to figure out why that is happening. Because you're spending your time on something, and if it's not going to the areas that are actually important to you, you need to figure out what is going to have to change in your life to make them become part of it. Number two, I don't feel like it. So I'm referring to exercise here. I'm referring to perhaps eating the salad over the chips. I am referring to saying no to the biscuits when they're sitting right there in the coffee table, in the common room where the cafe, where the kettle, that's the word that I'm looking for, where the kettle is, when you just want something yummy to snack on. I don't feel like it. I don't feel like saying no. Well, you know what? Do it anyway. Don't feel like training? That's fine. Do it anyway. Don't feel like saying no to the biscuits? Do it anyway. Don't feel like going to bed early so you can wake up feeling rested? Do it anyway. As an adult, unfortunately, you are going to have to do things that you don't like fucking deal with it. If nobody's told you that before, I'm sorry you had to find out like this. Life's hard. Life's harsh. 
And sometimes you need a kick up the ass and you need to do shit you don't like doing. Get over it. Do it anyway. Number three, I have a sore big toe. This is just something I made up right now, but you can insert any area of the body. I have a sore left ankle. That's cool. We can work every other part of your body except for your left ankle. That's not a problem. That is a non-issue. No factor. I have a sore right ear. That's cool. We're going to work everything but your right ear. You can insert any part of your body here. Ankle, knee, hip, abdomen, elbow, shoulder. It doesn't matter. We can work another area. Okay? This is where you must be creative as an individual and learn to understand how your body moves and operates. Just because one part or one segment of your body doesn't work, it doesn't mean the rest of the body has to fail and falter and atrophy. Atrophy means waste away. So if you have ever broken a bone or had a cast, you understand what happens when that joint and that muscle becomes immobile. It wastes away. So by you not training, by you avoiding anything and everything, just because one part of your body is not functioning or operational, you are doing the rest of your body a disservice. It is the same as you have a flat tire. So you have one out of four tires which are flat. You do not get out and you stab a hole in all of the other four tires, no. What you do is you repair the one tire so you can keep moving towards your, your destination, okay? I have a sore elbow, I have a sore big toe, I have a sore left knee. I'm sorry, that is not gonna cut it. Find something else to do that does not impact or negatively affect that part of your body and get on with it. Number four, I'm not motivated. And, tell me more. Like, I'm not motivated to get up at 5.15 a.m. But sometimes you just do it anyway. I'm not motivated to brush my teeth in the morning, but I still do it. You're probably not motivated to eat fruit and vegetables, but I'm sure you do that anyway. So that if you look at your life and what you do on a regular basis, there are so many things that you do not need to be motivated for, but you do anyway. You already have this skill. So you just need to apply that to the thing that is requiring you to be, in uh, quotation marks here, motivated. And this is funny, I actually just put a post up the other day about this concept. If your physical goals do not mean anything to you, if they do not inspire you to take action towards them, you need to reevaluate your goals. If losing 20 kilos is not inspiring enough so that you can take a significant amount of weight off of your joints so you can avoid surgery and live a healthy, long life, if that is not motivating and inspiring enough for you, nothing will be. I'm not motivated. Doesn't cut it. Sorry. Next one. I can't afford a gym membership. That's absolutely fine. I've heard it in the past and I will probably continue to hear it. I can't afford to go to the gym. You've got a door, you got a gym. It's the, one of the old infomercials uh, for a gym product that could be used within the doorway or on the door. You can do that. That's fine. But one thing that is also uh, unspoken is your body. Your body weight, your own body weight is a gym. You can do hundreds 
of bodyweight exercises if you choose to. You can go for a walk, you can go for a jog, you can climb stairs, you can go hiking, you can go for a run, you can go to the beach and go swimming. Okay, you can do push-ups, you can do squats, you can do lunges, you can do burpees, you can crawl. There is an endless amount of opportunities for you to do exercise or something with your own body weight. I can't afford a gym membership, doesn't fit the bill, I'm sorry, you can still do something. You just have to get a bit creative. Next on the agenda, I'm too old. This is something that holds people back from living their best life. As we start getting older, yes, the metabolism does decline. There are some physiological adaptations that the body goes through which we cannot control. But what you need to also understand and accept is that a decline in metabolism also coincides with a reduction in physical activity, i.e. exercise, and also a decrease in muscle mass. This means as you age, yes, your metabolism declines, but if you stop exercising, if you do not perform strength training, if you do not load your body and perform some form of resistance training, your muscles, once again, will atrophy. They will waste away. And muscle is what is known as metabolically active. This means you actually burn calories just to maintain it. So the higher amount of muscle mass you, that you have, the faster your metabolism is going to be. You see how that works. The two coincide along with the uh, aforementioned decline in metabolism. So yeah, there are some adaptations that we can't control, but you can definitely control the amount of exercise and physical activity that you go through and what type of activity that is, whether it be cardiovascular training or resistance training to maintain and potentially build muscle, okay? And one other thing I do want to mention with the I'm too old excuse is this. There is a difference here between biological age and physiological age. Biological age is how old you are, when you were born. Okay, so if the year is 2020 and you were born in 19 dot dot dot, you are X, you are that many years old, okay? Or young, depending on how you wanna phrase it. I'm not gonna get into semantics here. But then you also have physiological age. This is how your body is in terms of physiology. So if you are very sedentary, haven't exercised for 30 years, and you are 50 years old, your body might actually be more of a representation of a 60 or a 70 year old. Just because your fitness levels are poor, your heart function is poor, your strength levels are poor, your mobility is poor, therefore your body represents a higher age bracket than your actual age. And this is why you see some people this is, it's not often, but it's it happens. You see people who defy aging. You have 80 year old grandmas deadlifting 100 plus kilos. You have 90 year old, you know, great grandparents running the 100 meter dash and things like this. It's because they choose to live a certain style of, they just have a certain style of living. They choose to say age is just a number. So they choose to live an active and healthy lifestyle. So that's why a 60 year old might look and feel like a 40 year old. 
And that's also why, unfortunately, some 40-year-olds look, feel, and function like a 60-year-old. All right? You can choose to change your physiological state. This means you can change how you look, feel, and function based upon what you do or don't do on a regular basis. Biological age, how old you actually are based upon when you were born, you cannot do anything about that. Control your controllables, okay? The next one on the list, I can't get off the couch. So let me insert you into this narrative. You've just finished work, you've gone in at work at nine o'clock, it's five o'clock, you strut in, and you just drag yourself through the door, you plop yourself on the couch, big sigh, oh, what a day. Five minutes goes by, you've taken a few deep breaths and you're just chilling out. Oh, thank God, that's over, so much stress. Whew. You grab your phone or maybe you flick on the telly and you start watching or scrolling, okay? And then you look up, 10 minutes go by. Keep watching, keep scrolling, keep clicking. Shit, 30 minutes have gone by. Oh, really should go and exercise, but I just don't feel like it. Little do you know that your ass is getting glued to that fucking seat. Absolutely glued. It's like, it's just getting sucked into the couch and you have the hardest time to actually start moving. You have become so connected to this couch or this sofa that you find it absolutely impossible to drag yourself off it. And this is, this is actually very avoidable. So my advice to you is if you can't get off the couch is to not sit on it in the first place. Oh, but Jesse, I've had a really long day at work. I just need to rest my feet. Well, how'd you get home? Well, I drove or I caught public transport. Cool, you were just sitting down for 20, 30 minutes or however long your commute is. Fantastic. There's your rest right there. And I also want to put this to you. You don't get a great ass by sitting on it. So fucking move. Next on the list, I get bored easily. Now this type of person, if this sounds like you, if you have trouble sticking to a certain training program or routine because you need variety, you need something new to spice your life up and keep you engaged, learn to focus on one thing. You get great at nothing by spreading yourself on too many different avenues. If you try to do 100 different training programs, you will get good at absolutely none of them. However, if you commit to training a certain style and following a program with all of your effort and all of your intent, you will get fucking great results. You will become very proficient at what it is that you are practicing, okay? And this means you need to start to learn how to finish what you start. Starting 100 different programs is great, but if you finished zero of them, well, how great is that? I'd rather you start one and finish one. 100% success rate versus zero. Now, the next one here is one of my favorites. This one takes me back. Um, I don't like to sweat. I have had this only a handful of times, but I remember having a conversation with a lady and she just couldn't get out of first fucking gear. She walked in, we got her moving, did a warm up, put her through her paces, and I could just tell through the whole session, she was just absolutely coasting, just cruising. How'd that feel? Oh, that felt good, that was nice. 
Oh, that was comfortable. That was easy as well. That was great. Thanks, Jesse. And then she said, I asked her, I was like, well, did you find that challenging? She's like, oh, not really. I was like, all right, we need to kind of push you a bit. And she's like, oh, I'd love to, but I just don't like to sweat. <laughs> well, excuse me. Please tell me how you plan to get strong and fit without working hard. I'll wait. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Unfortunately, you're going to have to extend yourself and get out of first gear. So this is where, as you start to take training more seriously, you start understanding how your body operates and what level you are performing at. Okay? Now, there is what is called the rate of perceived exertion, RPE. And this basically is a very simple scale that you can assess what level you are performing at, okay? How difficult something is. Zero is, this is not strenuous at all. I could do this all day. It's what I'm doing right now, just walking around, having a conversation with you, okay? A 10, well, a 10, my friend, is where you are absolutely working balls to the wall. You could not work any harder if you fucking tried. This would be the equivalent of a 100 meter sprint. If you can't run 100 meters, it would be a 50 meter sprint, all out effort, leaving nothing in reserve, okay? At the end of that 100 or one, that 50 meter sprint, you are absolutely gassed, physically exhausted. I couldn't have possibly done any more than I just did. That's an RPE of 10. When you train, you need to extend yourself. Now, I'm not saying you have to redline this and go to a nine out of 10 every single time. That's not sustainable. But what I am saying is you need to work yourself through the gears. As you walk in to start your training session, you'll probably be between a zero and a four, depending on the type of day you've had and the level of stress that you've uh, sort of dealt with. Then you go through your warm up. That would kind of get you between a three, five, maybe six. Heart rate starts getting up. You're moving. The joints are being put through their paces, etc. Then we start getting through the meat and potatoes. This is the heavy lifting. This is the important stuff that is actually going to change the way that you look, feel, and function. This is going to build the strength. This is going to help you become fitter. This is where you're starting to hang around between a six and a nine. It's a fairly broad range. But as you become more consistent with your training, you would hopefully start to improve your gauge. You would start realizing that oh, what used to be heavy is actually quite light now. And this is the beauty of strength training. You get this feedback over time and you develop this intuitive feedback of how your performance is, how strong you're feeling, how fit you are. So what used to be your working weight is now your warm-up weight. So what used to be an RPE, rate of perceived exertion of an eight or a nine, holy shit, that's actually pretty tough, now is quite comfortable. You're about a five or a six out of 10 now. So you now have more capacity to push yourself even further. But if you do stay at that five or six, it also means that you can recover faster. So hopefully you can see what I'm going through there. Is I don't like to sweat. I'm sorry, at times you're gonna to have to work hard. And a byproduct of that hard work is your body's way of cooling itself down, sweating. So a couple clients that I work with, we have this uh, disdain for a certain type of person. And this type of person is, this is not me being sexist, this is just what I've seen and what I've experienced and what I've heard 
is people, females, who go to gyms all dressed up. They dressed up like it's a fucking night out on the town. They're dressed up, they've got their lovely kit on, they've got their gym bag, they've got their protein shaker, they've got their brand new clothing equipment and whatever else, all their accessories, and they have a face full of makeup as if they're going for a photo shoot. And this person, you see them when they walk in, and then you see them an hour later or 45 minutes or an hour and a half or whenever they finish and they look exactly the same. Face full of makeup, all pretty and you know well manicured and organized without a drop of sweat. No, <laughs> no hint of any work actually being done. It's because you don't like to sweat, I'm sorry. This person has a figure of perhaps you know, looking a certain way, but did they actually do anything? Did they actually improve their body? Did they get any fitter? Did they get any stronger? Probably not. So you gotta to learn to work yourself through the gears and you need to start to find, you know, where is my threshold? If you have no idea where your threshold is, maybe it's time you got out of third gear and you pushed the fourth and the fifth, yeah? Moving on, I forgot my training shoes. Now I'm, I've not made this up. I've actually heard this several times, and I'm gonna give you two examples. One was, uh, I play football, round ball, soccer, the world game, football. And recently I went to training, um, and somebody forgot their boots. So I'm thinking to myself, how the fuck have you got to training when the one, the main piece of equipment that you require is boots to kick a fucking football? I forgot my training shoes. That is embarrassing. That is embarrassing. If you're not embarrassed by that, that's, I'm sorry, something's wrong upstairs. Another one is an example of somebody who I trained earlier this year. They rocked up to the gym, got changed, checked their gym bag. Fuck, I actually, I forgot, Jesse, I forgot my my, my, my training shoes. Dead face, straight, straight face, just look back, cool. Training, what you got? This gentleman had work boots on. Steel cap work boots. He did his session in uh, in those boots. So it's about finding a solution. Sometimes it's not about, you know, berating yourself. Sometimes you just have to put your hand up and say, yeah, I fucked up. Cool, I'm just gonna work in the conditions that I have. Whether that means if you forgot your training shoes, cool, maybe it is work boots. Maybe it's flats. Maybe. It is dress shoes, I don't know. One thing I do know is do not train in high heel shoes or anything with a heel lift, ladies. I saw a fail video um, of somebody trying to be smart and uh, funny, trying to do a deadlift, this is online, in high heel shoes, this person broke their ankle. So don't, don't do anything stupid like training or trying to deadlift in uh, high heel shoes, that's just fucking ridiculous. But I forgot my training shoes, Cool, just wear what you've got. As long as you're covering your foot, you're good. So barefoot training is allowed in some gyms, some it's not. Be smart, but if you forgot your shoes, wear your work shoes and get on with it. I forgot my drink bottle. If you forget your drink bottle, you have a couple options here. If you know that you have forgotten your drink bottle and it's the start of the day, go and buy another one. Go down to the deli, go down to the coffee shop, grab yourself a 600 ml bottle, there's your replacement, you're good to go. You have found a solution to a problem. Excellent job. 
If you have forgotten your drink bottle, well, maybe you're just gonna have to train thirsty, okay? You might not be able to reach the same level of intensity. That's fine. That's on you. You're just gonna have to work with what you got. Do the best you can with what you have where you are. Next one is a classic. I can't do my exercise as the piece of equipment I need is being used. So this is prevalent on Mondays where the bench press is the single piece of equipment that every man and his dog wants to get his hands on. If you are going to the gym and what you need to use is being utilized by somebody else, move on to the next exercise and then come back to it when it becomes available. Okay? The next piece of advice I'm gonna tell you, uh, this is for the same excuse if your piece of equipment is being used and you need to use it, let's say it's a squat rack. What you can actually do is use a bit of gym etiquette. This means you engage in a very short conversation with the person in question. So let's say Harold is using the squat rack. You would go over to Harold and Harold has his headphones in because everybody has their headphones in and they don't wanna to talk to anybody in the gym anymore. Anyway, you signal to Harold from, from a distance, go, don't just go and scare him and tap him on the shoulder and scare the living shit out of him. You just go and signal, wave your arms or make a, some form of gesture so that Harold acknowledges that you're there. Hi, Harold. Hi, yes. He takes his earphones out. Yeah, hi, what's going on? Hi, Harold. Uh, hi, my name's Jesse. I just wanted to know how many sets you have left on the uh, squat rack. I've got two. Okay, uh, when you finish, Harold, can you just let me know so I can come and borrow it? If Harold's a nice guy, if he has a bit of common decency and sense, if he has a bit of gym etiquette, which unfortunately not everybody does, but if he does have gym etiquette, he will say, sure thing, I'll come and grab you. Or if he's finished, cool, you can go and train. You can use that piece of equipment. Or if Harold says, no, I've actually got six sets on here and I've actually just started. Okay, Harold, that's fine, thank you. Uh, then you would go to your next exercise, you just come back to it. Or if that's not an option, just modify it. So let's say you're trying to do a back squat, so you need the bar. Okay, if that's not available, you go to your next exercise and you come back. If that is not an option, if you've done all, if you've already done that and you're still waiting to do the squat, can you modify the exercise? So you're doing something from the squat family, a squat pattern. What else can you do? Is there a heavy dumbbell available that you can do a goblet squat with? Are there two medium-sized or medium-weight dumbbells you can do to perform front squats? Sometimes you have to use your noggin and become a little bit more creative than, oh, I can't use this, I just won't do it. Let's be a bit more creative. We're the type of people who are thinking and becoming solution-oriented type of people. There's a problem, you're going to now become the type of person who finds a solution, okay? The next one is something I can actually resonate with. I forgot my music. As I mentioned, people now don't go into the gym and just train and chat amongst each other. They go in there with their headphones and their blinders on and don't talk to anybody. It's just, I'm in here for an hour, don't bother me. Do the training and get out. I actually resonate with that. That's the type of person that I am in uh, the situation where I would train in a commercial gym. I would go in with my music and I would train. But let's say you did forget your music. I guess you're just gonna to have to learn to deal with your own thoughts and internal dialogue, all right? Our body has a number of ways that it uh, receives information and input. One of these is through your ears, auditory information, okay? 
if you're always receiving a stimulus, okay, from something else, what you see, what you listen to, what you observe, you never actually get a chance to deal with your own internal shit. So what happens between your ears, what you talk about, what you communicate to yourself, okay? If you did forget your, your music, you might actually have to wrestle with your own thoughts. So let's say you are doing some squats and your program calls for 12 to fit, nah, actually let's change that. Your program calls for 15 to 20 squats. It calls for three sets of 15 to 20 squats. And you get to 10 and you just think, oh, I can't do any more. This is where you get the opportunity to develop some resilience. Your body is hurting, you are feeling the burn. Your heart rate is rising, your blood pressure is rising. Your legs are getting tired. Your brain is telling you to stop. This is where you have to overcome that mental obstacle. Good, it gives you a chance to become stronger. It gives you a chance to actually fight back against those internal voices, which a lot of the time force you backwards, sabotaging your progress. Your body, your, your mind is saying, no, just do 10. Your body is actually capable of doing a significant number of more reps. This is your chance to go and explore those reps. All right? I haven't uh, forgot your music. That's fine. Deal with your internal dialogue and deal with your thoughts and overcome those obstacles that your brain and the negotiator tries to get you to come to terms with. Beat them. Overcome those thoughts. If you are a morning exerciser, this one is for you. I haven't had my coffee. So maybe you slept in and you just have to get out the door and get to training. I haven't had my coffee. That's fine. That's fine. I haven't had my coffee. Really? You're gonna stick with that excuse? I can't train because I haven't had my coffee. It just might be one of those where you have to pull up your, your big boy or your big girl panties and get on with it without caffeine. See what happens. See if you can still perform. Or see if you crumble like a cookie, okay? Mmm, cookies. Um, this next one, you may want to take a seat for, okay? This one might punch you in the proverbial face. Exercising is hard. I don't want to do it because exercising is hard. And that mindset right there is why you are soft. I guarantee you have gone through a lot of trauma and a lot of difficult times in your life. Physical training is one that you do on your own terms. You do this upon your own volition. You choose to do this. You are choosing, you are deciding to actually go through this discomfort, to push yourself and overload your body through resistance training, which by definition, by definition, is what will make you stronger. This is what creates the person you need to become. When you lighten the load, you become softer. When you say no to the things you need to say yes to, you become softer, you become weaker. Now ask yourself, is that the type of person you want to be? When things get tough, your default is no. I want to find an easy way. I want to find the the quickest route, the quickest road out of this situation. When you do that, you become soft, you become weak. Okay, understand that concept. There is a book. If you haven't read it, I would highly recommend you purchase it. It is called 
The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. And he explains that the hard times, the adversity, the resistance, that is exactly what you need to go and seek out. Okay? That is what will turn you into the person you want to become. Do not avoid it. Charge directly towards that path. Okay? Exercise is hard. Yes. I'm not going to sit here and piss in your pocket and say, exercising is really easy. Exercising is going to be very, very easy. Okay? No, it's not. Physical training should be hard. It should be challenging. It should stretch you. It should extend you. That is the only way that you improve. I repeat, that is the only way you improve. So this quote I'm going to use to wrap up this episode. Hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men, and weak men create hard times. And again, if you are a lady, you can insert woman. Okay. When things are all rosy and there's sunshine and you do not put yourself through any challenge or adversity, you become weak, you become soft because you choose the easy option. But what happens when you're faced with hard times? You are still going to seek that comfort and that's not going to get you to where you want to go. So my advice to you listening is to put yourself through challenge and adversity on your own terms. Hard physical training on a consistent basis. Maybe for you that is once per week. Maybe it's twice or maybe it is three times. Make yourself train. Make yourself push. Make yourself strain to the point where you where you want to quit. And see what happens. See what your default operating system is. When things get hard, do you quit? Or will you say, no, I want this bad enough that I'm going to push through this discomfort? That's what you must ask yourself. What's more important to you? Your excuses or doing what's necessary to achieve your goals? That's what this list is about. Overcoming your lame excuses. All right, you can have excuses or you can have results, but you cannot have both. So it's time for you to choose. What's it gonna be? If you loved the wake up call, found it entertaining, or got some benefit out of listening, I would appreciate you helping me to spread the word. Please share it with a friend or on social media so that you can pay it forward and give someone else the opportunity to improve themselves like you just have. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon for another episode.